You alright, mate? Hello there. How's it going? Um, alright, actually. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, good. How do we find you on this fine... It's a Monday evening we're recording this week. We're mixing it up each time. Yeah, so we, we, we noticed yesterday that um, Sundays were way too sacred. Yeah. They were, especially with the the weeks we're having in terms of kind of mentally it's nice to have a Sunday yeah um, probably more so than ever uh, yeah although you know uh, without wanting to sound too much like Morrissey at the moment <laughs> every day is like Sunday you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what what differentiates my wild Friday night from my Sunday night just the fact that by 8 o'clock I'm ruling everything out that's it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's literally no difference at all, but the mindset is slightly different. A Sunday is still a Sunday. And he, even Sunday night, I'm like, oh, I've got work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, like, I've been like that. I do, but it's not the same. Like, I guess the, the bit that people don't like about a Monday morning is that they have to get up yeah. and go into work. When you're just getting out of bed and going into the lounge, you haven't really got anything to moan about. Yeah. But I still find myself saying, oh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. It's like, you're not going anywhere. You could just stay in your pants all day long. <laughs> and I very much usually do. But in preparation, actually, for this episode, I, I put, there was a few questions I wanted to ask you, and we've just kind of inadvertently stumbled onto one very early. So I'm just going to pull it out. Because I've been pondering it, and I, I want to know your take. So, on a scale of one to ten, how much worse do you think life is right now than normal life? And I'll just elaborate a bit on why I'm asking this question, because clearly, like all the good stuff has gone. You know, going to the pub, seeing your mates, all that. But there is a part mm-hmm. of me that also thinks like, Quite a lot of the bad stuff has gone too. Like, how ma- how often have you been like on a commute to work and thought, I can't be asked for this. I just wish I was at home. Or, you know, how many times have you had a hangover and thought, Oh my god, I need someone to stop me from drinking that much because it's, you know, I feel dreadful. All those little things have kind of disappeared from life too. So, mm. I'd say that there's um as much as I'm finding it difficult, there are definitely some positives. I mean, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I I wasn't kind of enjoying the staying at home life. Yeah. It's just those moments when you, you want to, like, that you want to get out. And even, yeah. but there, there's some stuff that I wasn't doing before that I, I feel annoyed that I can't do now. <laughs> like, I, I didn't necessarily go to the park on my own and go for runs <laughs> you know I totally didn't do that but I would like to do that without feeling like I'm kind of yeah you know out of my depth or like just yeah just like, feeling shit like when they closed the gyms I was like oh I can't even go yeah. to the gym now <laughs> I've never been to a gyms. gym in my life don't take our gyms away of all <laughs> things but like also like just having a an idea of something I might want to cook and then knowing that me personally I don't feel comfortable just going and getting that stuff. Yeah, like, that, that is quite annoying. Like we've been like looking up recipes. And it's like oh yeah, mm. this would be good, and then you realise you haven't got like two things. It's like well I'm not risking my life to get those. <laughs> <laughs> I 
No, garlic. Well, we just won't have garlic. <laughs> Garlic's quite an easy one to get away with, though, isn't it? Yeah. To not have. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll say, like... I mean, considering I'm still in a pretty dark space. I mean, what is one? <laughs> what is one? Like, so really ten, bad. Ten is your normal life, right? And I'm gonna. One is like contemplating whether you even want to go on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'd say I'm maybe at like a five or six. Then. Yeah, I would go around there too. Like, it's it's not great, but it could get a lot worse. It could. It could. And I was thinking the other day as well, like, just because like my mindset isn't comfortable with going to the shop and getting stuff like I could I'm not yeah. physically incapable I know you shouldn't really take the piss and being mentally incapable is just as bad but like yeah um so I was thinking if I did want to go and get some cookies <laughs> I probably could or like some potatoes it says a lot but about cookies the cookies mainly <laughs> It says a lot about the lifestyle I've been leading that when you said "cut," I thought you were going to say couscous. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. I've got uh, I've got some quinoa I haven't, oh, nice. haven't touched yet. Very nice. Really, I bought it like two months ago and I still haven't opened it. It's nice. It's just like small, small rice just chopped up. Little tiny spheres of rice. Yeah. That's all I think of it as. Um, um, so we catch you obviously a week on. Mm. I think last time we were just on the back of one of your, one. And in fact, I think your first voyage out. Have you followed yeah. that up with a? Has there been a tricky second album, or are you, <laughs> you just still hanging on it with was, that first debut? A slightly better second album. Um, oh, nice. No, I've been to the park twice since then. Twice, yeah, twice, and I'm still not really breathing when I leave the house. <laughs> Like, and I really am like holding my breath pretty much around anyone that's even remotely close. Yeah. Um, whether they're wearing a mask or not, or you know whoever they are. But um, I'm feeling a bit more comfortable with it. I think it's been so ridiculously nice outside for so long. Yeah. Like spring has sprung quicker than I've ever seen. Well, to be fair, maybe I'm just way more aware of it now because I have been looking out this window for basically. A month yeah. <laughs> like non-stop and these trees <laughs> had, did not have leaves on them what feels like just last week because i can i can barely see the house over the garden anymore like there's a do you know the song look at what the light did now mm, by who um it's, there's been loads it's quite an old song i think there's been loads and loads of different versions of it although Matthew E. White and Flo Morrissey did a version of it a couple of years ago. Um, oh, yeah, no, I do. The little acoustic number they did. Yeah. But I was kind of, I was just thinking about it the other day because, you know, what you're saying about, like, um, you know, you've, you've noticed that the trees have, like, grown leaves and stuff now, uh, which obviously that's been happening every year, but you've just never noticed it before. You're not really paying that kind of attention. And that song, it kind of occurred to me that it's basically just about like that kind of, you know, just looking, oh, look at what the light did now. It's, you know, just taking notice of those tiny little things that seem kind of insignificant. But, you know, as a day passes, actually, there's something yeah. quite nice in the slowness of it and the seeing those little things. In my will, I went to twice to look at the 
those things and this morning I had the the like realization that of course I could hear winds now because there were leaves on the trees so <laughs> yeah. now I can hear the wind like you know rustling the leaves and it's like those tiny little details I, I never noticed that I would just sometimes it would be summer and I'd be like yep yeah, nice tree yeah you know I wouldn't kind of watch the whole process and be like oh there's the first leaf yeah, exactly. There's the third and fourth. It's like <laughs> we're all, now, like the squirrels out there, they've got names now. Yeah, we're all um, <laughs> we're all country watch presenters now. I know. I even Jesus. I even looked up the names of the birds. <laughs> That's boredom. Goldfinches. They're the nice. ones. They're the main ones. And I was listening to the goldfinch song, so I could tell if it was them in the morning. It's been quite nice doing yeah, that. See, this is like, what I mean, right? This and. That's why that idea of how much worse... It's definitely different, no doubt about that. It's a 10 for mm. different, but better or worse, there are little things like that which I think are nice. I think it's it's quite good to try and think about that it's not the worst thing ever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's terrible, and it's something that, you know, I'll say it, unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it could be worse i mean it could be a deadlier disease to be fair but it's... i know imagine if it was like a ebola where it's like 50 percent fatality rate ebola but airborne yeah like yeah this yeah. i mean i'd be i'd be well that has like an 85 percent yeah mortality rate I, I i watched something on youtube the other day that made me feel a little bit better slash kind of not but <laughs> they they will share it with us this person basically said um how we are incredibly lucky to be going through this right now because this has come I mean, at listen, a time The when... listeners can't see it, but I'm pulling a big face Yeah, you right are. <laughs> let, me, let me finish, right? Um, this could have come, and it could be something like we say with a 90% mortality rate, and it could spread through birds and bees and everything in the world, and we would be fucked. And what happened is that we never had any preparation for this whatsoever so by the time it has come like this we're lucky that it's not the worst thing because we are not prepared for it whatsoever so it's like a test run and it's it's you know it feels horrible to say that because people have died but yeah i know what you mean it's it's we're we're fortunate that it hasn't been worse because as I just lot, hope, you yeah. know, no countries are really have, pre- have prepared themselves for this because it's like we joked about the other day. It is like not wanting to get phone insurance because you're like, oh, I'll be fine though. Like all these countries, are like, oh yeah, but we won't invest into that because we'll be fine. Yeah, and I now just it's hope. Like, oh shit, maybe we should actually. Yeah, I just hope that that is the response of people because yeah. there's a lot of. I think the more that's the sensible kind of you know pragmatic response. But I bet there's loads of people who are thinking a bit like I'm thinking, where it's like, 
you know, people keep talking about 1918 and the Spanish flu. And it's like, in my head, I'm a bit like, oh, well, at least it'll be out of the way and it won't happen for another hundred years. <laughs> I think once this one's gone, a lot of people are just like, ah, we got that one out of the way, we're fine. That, you yeah. know, that complacency. But who knows? But Yeah, I mean, literally, there oh, were people calling it five years ago. So who's to say this might not happen in another five years? And I will be pissed off if it happens in like two. I'll be like, oh my God, this again. Yeah, right. They're like, oh, this one's got 10% mortality. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> but hopefully, because they, they're saying like if they put, if they invested, you know, a lot of money into this, not even as much as they do into like war, um, yeah. then we would have been, we would have had like a 50% chance of like getting rid of this basically in half the time. Yeah. Annoying. Or, no, just 100% chance of getting rid of this half the time, in half the time. Like, yeah. Something, something stupid like that, but you know we can't just. Yeah. Look. Well, anyway. With hindsight. I mean, it's all speculation. It's all. I mean, we're by no means experts, anyway. So let's not kind of go too know. far into that. Um, a lot of articles. Yeah, I know. We, I mean, we are all becoming uh, kind of mini experts. <laughs> but yeah, like, what have you been up to? What have you, have you been? You spoke about that window. Have you been sunbathing at it? Have you been? No, I've been making small changes. So I told you the other day I had like a bit of a tricky weekend. Yeah. Um, and I think the whole week kind of was a bit like that. And then what I did was each day I kind of made a few little conscious efforts to change things, even if that's waking up a bit earlier, coming into the lounge and opening the window in the morning, um, putting a coffee on the go and, and having a, shower and getting changed properly um, yeah. little just little things like that and uh on the saturday i hosted a quiz oh yeah i saw uh, what was it called again my... it had a good name did you see the name i gave it in my little picture yeah i think so good i think uh what did i call it i've got a picture here i went quite into it i made some videos i made some uh some backgrounds um, <laughs> love that called it that very nice isolation quiz yeah in a really it. nice font yeah it looked good purple on yeah. white was it no just black on white black on and white. then i made a it white look... black version oh nice it looked good two two different ones um and that went really well um everyone got a takeaway and everyone kind of Ooh, had a laugh for like three or four hours did you have a takeaway i did Oh, um, that's <laughs> why it. I asked you the other day if you'd had a takeaway yet, because <laughs> I just wanted to know if anyone else had, and it's, and I did, and so far I feel fine. It's only been a few days though, so yeah, give it. You've got to give it the full fourteen day isolation now. <laughs> well, this is this is honestly the issue. Like I feel every time I do anything where something comes into the house, yeah. whether I've ordered something or food or whatever. And then kind of feel panicky for about four or five days. Yeah. So right now I feel fine because it's been a couple of days. I get shopping on Wednesday. Yeah. I'm going to feel a bit weird for maybe up until the weekend. Yeah. I bought a few um, books that arrived this morning and I was like, yeah. I was having a bit of a read this afternoon and every page I turned, I was just, I was looking at that suspiciously like, <laughs> have you got it? <laughs> have you got it? <laughs> Have you got it? <laughs> yeah. Page turn. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You know, they've come from the outside world. and I No, they have. And I'm, you, you, you know, I want to track everything's yeah. like history every time it comes into the door. And I bought this, there's this company called Origins, who I think they 
host like club nights normally but they've been um they've been kind of doing these different initiatives to donate food to nhs wards for like the doctors and nurses while they're on their breaks like sending them nice stuff mm. to eat so that one of the things they did was uh they made all these like nhs scarves they're kind of like football scarves they're really nice really cool um but i got i bought one of those and it arrived today as well and i i I was just like, well, this is probably the most toxic thing I could possibly invite into the house because these people have been going to hospital wards every day, delivering them food, and then they've just packaged up my scarf and sent it over here. I'm like, I, I put rubber gloves on to take it out. Really? Like, took it out of the packaging, and it's now just, like, draped over something so that it di- can disinfect for the next, I don't know, 24, 72 hours, something like that. Really? You're just draping it? Have you washed it? No. You just put it over something and you think that the virus is just going to drop off. Well, it only, it only lives on certain... It only lives for a certain amount of time on surfaces, doesn't it? Yeah, but we don't know for sure. <laughs> they, they said like 10 hours, then it was 10 days. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. I mean, realistically, uh, as you said, days. spring has sprung. I'm not going to be wearing a scarf anytime soon. It can just sit there until <laughs> <laughs> winter. Yeah, good point. And then everyone will think coronavirus is gone and I'll put my scarf on and start coughing. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it's weird. Like, um, are you keeping? Are you kind of um, into the news as much as usual? You- no, no, I'm totally distracting myself at this point. Like, I check in, I check in first. So I'm, I'm trying to build myself a bit of a routine. It's going quite well. As in, like, I get up about seven. Uh... On alternate days, I go for a little run or um, just have a rest day, the other one. <laughs> but I'm doing, do you know Wim Hof? Have I mentioned Wim Hof? No. This is my, so I do a little like breathing exercise in the morning to try and calm myself down, which is really oh, good. Really? You should try it. I'll send you the videos. Um, it's I would like, like to get into that kind of thing. It's like this mad Dutch guy. He's so cool. I love him. Um, but you just do, you so you like get into a comfortable position and you do like as deep as you can. Like, you know, when you breathe in so far that like your chest comes out. Use and, your like, diaphragm, your yeah. Yeah. And then out through your mouth. You do that like 10 times and then you do a big exhale and then you hold your breath for as long as you can. Really? And I'm doing it for over a minute at this point. And you do like three or four rounds of that. And he calls it getting high on your own supply. And it's Oh, like, I've heard of something similar. Yeah. It makes your Not body like sky. It makes your body like proper tingle. It's really good. Um and you really like you kind of feel like centered in yourself. And then so I do that and then I have the other thing which is part you of his You do that in the morning. Yeah. And then the other thing which is like part of his um process is that you have a cold shower. So like an ice cold shower. Yeah. It's really good. It, no, it's not. No, it is. So yeah, I do like two minutes of warm. You warm yourself up and then you step out of it. I turn it round to the lowest setting, step out. And then I put my feet in first and then I put my hands in like out in front. And then I step in when I try and like calmly breathe in the cold shower. What's that like to... How long can you get used to it quite quickly? Well, again, the like, first, so the first week you do it, you're meant to do it for like 15 seconds if you can, 30 seconds. And then the whole point is you just stay that 
you're not meant to push your body. You're just meant to stay as long as it feels comfortable. But I'm doing like, I'm doing like a couple of minutes now. It's a bit like a, are you washing or are you just kind of? I'm kind of washing in the two minutes before. But I'll like put my hair under. Why do, what do you mean the two minutes before? So I do a warm, warm at the beginning. Oh, okay. And then I switch it round to the cold. Oh, that's, that's an odd one. Because <laughs> it's a bit like a plunge pool, isn't it? Like yeah, Some people have exactly. plunge pools where they jump into them in the morning, kind of wakes them up. Is it just meant to wake you up or is it meant to just... Like... No, it's like he's got this whole thing. So he... Um, I'll send you the documentary because I'm going to butcher like what happens in it because I'm watching it thinking I don't understand what's going on. But there was some clinical trial where they basically injected like a virus into a load of people's bodies and loads of them mm. got ill and he wanted to be part of it because he said that I I think by doing my techniques I can train my body to fight viruses in a different way because all of these things the breathing exercise and the cold showers it's meant to like bring oxygen into your cells um, and he got in this trial he gets injected with a thing and a load of people who he's taught his technique to everyone else in the trial gets ill and he is just fine so I was like damn this is the kind of thing I need to be doing during coronavirus times. Damn, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> nice, cold nice, nice old reference. I like it. <laughs> um, but anyway, I can't really remember what the original question was. Just like, am I trying to... I guess new, th- new kind yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. So I do... With it. No, so I do, I do that and then I come and get some breakfast and that's when I'll have a little look at the news. Try and work okay. out if there's anything new to find out. I think today was the first time I haven't had a notification about the amount of deaths and stuff we've had. And yeah, neither. I've turned all my notifications off. That was a very early step that I made. But they ha- also. Oh, they must be doing a later one. Ooh, is there not an update? Because they do a daily update. Yeah, they must have done. But they haven't. I'm pretty sure they haven't. There hasn't been one today. Oh, I very apologise. Very apologise. <laughs> very apologise. Um, I don't think there has been one. Or maybe there has, but I'm just not sure. Um, but I just, I every single day I've had a notification about it. Yeah. 449 more deaths. I feel like that's a lot less. Yeah, it's always a low lot on less Mondays. Though. I looked at the thing today and it said, uh, like, I think the most is 23,000 in before yeah. before America before we bring them into it. Yeah. Because what a place that is. Um, <laughs> we have American listeners actually, but I hope you're all doing well. Yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, please stay um, safe wherever you are. We got like we're not far away from like getting up to Italy's like death tally, and it was yeah, like, have we just been quietly doing this? Like, I feel like I haven't really been it's mad, focusing it? on that, and it's, it's really, it's really depressing. I'm really noticing terrifying. the trees, the, yeah. the trees, but not the bloody. But this is the, you know the, this is the thing, and I guess you know no matter where you are, whether you're in America, right in you know in the thick of it with a terrifying government or you know however you feel it's like all i can do is try and get through it like, i can't stop what's happening out there in the world i'm not a doctor like i wish i could but i can't so you know looking at trees and making sure you feel calm yourself that's a pretty good step mm. and finding things that keep you entertained which yes might segue us on to I think you want to ask a few kind of regular questions, am I right? Just a couple of little regular tiny ones. But uh, just before we do that, I just want to quickly mention 
just because you said something that reminded me of it is that when we're clapping for our NHS and all that stuff, I feel like we should also be clapping for like no one's mentioning it, but the scientists that are trying to find the yeah. like the cures and like all the vaccines and that, like no one's talking they're still going into work every day. Yeah. Um and I don't think I've heard anyone mention anyone even in that field. Yeah. So every time every time we watch the thing. news because my dad works for the prison service and whenever they're talking about key workers, they'll be like, Oh, carers and NHS, all these people are still having to go to work absolute heroes and my dad's like and prisons and <laughs> <laughs> bloody prisons <laughs> um right we've we've done our corona bit um i'm sure we'll get onto it again at some point but oh, yeah. um yeah, i just wanted to ask you a very simple couple of questions um okay. obviously this is a time where we have a lot of just that we have a lot of uh maybe free time that we may not have, especially some of us who are, I guess, fortunate in terms of the work that we have and we'd maybe have to worry slightly less about things like that. Yep. Um, I just wanted to know some of the things that were getting you by. Now, you can answer with three different answers, but it has to be a song that you've liked or that Mm-hmm. that's kind of got you going through the week and we're going to do this every week so it can be different it can be something new it can be something old uh, a song an album uh, a podcast an audio book or a book uh, a series or a film basically one of those things uh, so three three of those um, I can give you my three or you can come up with three I don't know if you've got them already or um, you give me yours I think I've got I haven't prepped this but I think I've, okay. I'm going to be able to answer when you pose them to me, but you go. Yeah, so it's um, what we can call our, our little recommendation time. <laughs> our varied highlights of the week. <laughs> I like it. Um, so firstly, I'm going to go with uh, a series that I've just started. Uh, I'm only a couple of episodes in, but I've been told to watch this for such a long time. Is it like, the Twilight Zone? No. <laughs> like four or five years, um, I think I've been told to watch this. And I finally was like, okay, actually, because that, that comes up in my mind so often, but I just never, I can never be bothered to look for it. But it's called High Maintenance. High Maintenance. Is it a BBC thing? No, it's no. an American thing. Um, I want to say HBO, but it might be FX or one of them. Um, but it's basically about a dealer in New York mm. and he's like the central character but each episode seems to be like um, kind of a standalone set about different characters but he's always kind of in there somewhere um, and I've just finished the second episode and it had like a really funny twist in it it's kind of like a, a not it's a little bit like that Louis show it's a bit like some of the stuff on Netflix, like um, there's a show called, not Love, that's the one that we're confused about. <laughs> <laughs> we we love that we hate it. Um, I, f- I think it's called Easy, so they're like different small kind of indie episodes. Right. Um, but I'm really enjoying that, it's very funny, very well written. Um, nice. I think a bit of comedy is, is important at the moment yeah it's got a kind of it's stylistically a little bit like girls as well so i think you might oh, nice might be into it um secondly is i'm gonna go with a song 
which is the new Jamie XX. Yeah, really good. You heard it. Really, really um, good. Do you remember what it's called? It's like What It Now or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, quick, I'm not going to remember this. Quick look. It's called I Don't Know, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it just came out the other day, um, five days ago, and I just keep listening to it. It's, yeah. uh, it's just like proper Jamie XX banger. Like, yeah. Absolutely yeah. what we needed. Lastly is an album, and it is turning into my favourite album of the year so far, um, just in terms of how I, every time I listen to it, I just, once it's finished, I put it on again, which I can't remember the last time I did that with an album. Um, but the band are called Sorry, they're a North yes. London outfit. We've um, been hyping them for a long time. Do you remember how long ago we played Two Down to Dance? I mean, that was... Oh, yeah. That was probably... I don't know. I think a year or so into the podcast. 2017 was when they first uh, like released some of yeah. their demos. I've been waiting so long for this. And again, it came yeah. out in coronavirus times. So I've barely yeah, listened to it. I listened to it it's... the day it came out and maybe once more. But right. I just haven't been able to like properly engage yet. But I know it's good. And obviously it's I've so... been a big fan of them for ages. It's so brilliant. It's uh, it's. Um, I don't even know how... They're like this kind of weird... Uh, like a mul- amalgamation is that a word yeah. of like different things and and it's weird these days like to find something new is difficult and a lot yeah. of people would listen to this and say this isn't new and it's like no it's not like what's ever completely like new and unheard of but yeah. it's still like interesting it's still doing something that's like just even the way it's recorded down to the writing it's, yeah. it's funny it's 
I remember trying it's really to intelligent. Yeah, I remember trying to describe them um, to Ben Brooks quite a long time ago because yeah. I was trying to get him to go to. They played latest music bar in Brighton, which obviously is a tiny little place. Um, Hope and Ruin on December the first. Oh, really? See that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> if that's still a thing. Um, but I was trying to get Ben to go, and he he wasn't really sure. I was trying. He he was like, "So, what are they like?" And my way of describing them was, you know how that first Wolf Alice album, it felt like they'd kind of magpied all the, like, really kind of slightly obvious good bits from like nineties music, yeah, and put them all together. I th- I always think of Sorry as like they magpied all the really really weird bits of like Blur albums and like Pulp yeah. and all that, and put all those bits together instead, like all yeah. the bits that everyone else kind of forgets about. And they just put all these weird, weird elements together and make these like proper catchy. Tunes. Yeah, they. I think is it in right round the clock the opening um, track to the album. They they kind of in, is it interpolate. Yeah. They use the a bit of um, Mad World. Yeah. The the voc- the lyrics to Mad World and they've uh, they've swapped them around a bit and it's little things like that where they kind of catch you off guard yeah. and you that. Just everything about it, I'm absolutely loving. There's yeah. a track called Rosie. Uh, I think, if if I'm allowed, I think I'm going to play a ro- the the track Rosie off the album. Yeah, do. Um, it's called Nine Two Five. By the way, I don't think I've said that. Yeah. The only downside um, to the the album cover looks it looks like a hip hop album to me. It's like, do you think? Yeah. Hmm. That it didn't. That wasn't what I thought a sorry album would look like. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of theirs. I've I've seen them live a couple of times too. They're really good. She's, well, they do she's have got, like trip poppy elements in there and stuff, don't yeah. they? Like it, it is mad. Yeah, but yeah, she's got a really good voice too. Like she does. A really good band. I didn't know it was just a two piece either. Yeah, I thought it sounded sounded like a group um, with a female vocal. But it, there's even like metronomy elements. There. I was yeah, just picking yeah. out different like different things like constantly, but. Uh, I absolutely adore them, and uh, yeah, let's let's play Rosie.
was Rosie by Sorry from the new album 925. Um, Tim, do you want to take a, have a go even at uh, answering some of these questions? Yeah, sure. You're gonna. I've forgotten them already, so you're gonna have to queue them up. But I will just your favorite song, album, series, book, uh, film, okay. podcast. Such so as something that you like that you wanna maybe. Okay. Well. About. I mean, you know I'm not a great watcher of things, but I did watch a film this week, so I'm <laughs> going to shout that out, because I really liked it. I thought it was, in in current times, it felt just like a nice, warm hug. It was just very comforting. So, have you seen Stan and Ollie? Which is about Laurel and no. Hardy in their kind of mm. later years of their career. It's um, Steve Coogan and... Oh, I can't remember the guy from like Step Brothers and all those kind of things. The not I Will Ferrell, the other mean. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's John C. Riley. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I never remember names, so that was really good. That was good. Yeah, um, <laughs> those two as as um, yeah, kind of. What I, I guess what I liked about it in some ways, it kind of reminded me of us. It's like they're like an aging double act trying to, they've kind of been away for a while, trying to sort of find their feet again, find how the dynamics work after um, time away doing other things. And it's kind of about that relationship, but it's just, do you know what it's got? It's just got a really nice pace to it. Um, A real kind of feel good um, atmosphere, like, yeah, we watched it on Saturday night, and at a time like this, it there's some things that feel kind of really stressful to watch. I mentioned last week that Black Mirror had come on in the house, and we'd all just been a bit like, oh, that's way too much. <laughs> bit much, thank yeah. you. Um, whereas this was the exact opposite. It was, um, yeah, I think well-pitched to the current moment. So I'll, I'll shout that, that out. What's that on? It was on Amazon Prime, if okay, anyone has that. that. Um, I think you'd like it. Um, yeah, Worthing's in it, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Worthing. Worthing, Worthing plays quite oh, a plays. central part, yeah. Weird. Weird. Um, that's everything. Yeah, so that was good. What was? What were the other things you want? Uh, come on, just all the things. <laughs> all the things. The what that I, I... Songs, podcasts, books. Okay, books. songs. I've Series. been... Um, or should I say, I'll stay on visual. We haven't really watched a lot of series this week, but I'm just going to put it out there because I think you'll like it. Have you been watching um, Too Hot to Handle on Netflix? No, I've, I set, I, sh- I saw it, I saw the trailer and I yeah. thought that looks mental. It looks like a really hyped up version of Love Island. And I sent it to my mates and said, this looks like something that in a week or two, everyone's going to be talking about. Yeah. And no one said it yet. They um, will, they will be. I mean, right. it's, it's shit. But it's, it's trash. good at the same. Yeah, it's so trashy. But I kind of like it. Me and me, it's kind of good, isn't it? Yeah, to have a little bit of stuff that you don't have to put your mind into too much. Yeah, we're about three or four episodes in, and like it's good. If people don't know, the premise is that it's essentially the same setup as something like Love Island. So you've got, I think, ten single people arrive at first, all kind of you know, buff guys and you know, model-looking girls that kind of vibe they get there they have about i think it's about eight hours they're all kind of mingling and already 
people are start like sparks are starting to fly and then they get the news that there's a hundred thousand dollars cash prize and uh any any form of sexual contact whether that's kissing all the way through to having sex um will result in a cash deduction from that prize fund so as a cuddle uh yeah they can cuddle but not much more than that um that is good and the cash deductions like i I don't want to put spoilers in but they're they're sizable sizable enough to create interesting dynamics in the in the villa when people break them is there like a tariff of like a a kiss yeah so they when when someone well they don't know at first so they get told that any misdemeanors will result in a cash deduction and then like there there is a first one and they get like called around the fire pit or whatever it is and it gets unveiled how much it is and people are not impressed (laughs) Uh, so is it does it affect the hundred grand prize overall for everyone? Yeah. So, so that's that's it. how much is left. Oh, so yeah. people are going to get pissed off at others. Yeah, for exactly. So some people, there's this one guy from London nice. called because they're 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 from all around the world, which is quite a yeah. cool thing. Um, there's a guy from London called Kells who he calls himself the accountant, and he's like <laughs> he is proper on it when anyone loses the money. He's like, no, 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 like this cannot happen. Are they twats? Have you have you started to like certain people? Is it a bit like Love Island where oh, yeah, you hate all... them all in one episode and then you they're... start to see the human side to some of them? It's like Love Island in that you see the human side of them. They are all twats, really. But right. they, there's some likeable, more likeable twats, some yeah. less likeable twats. <laughs> um, there, there's a there's an American guy called he called, well he pronounces his name Sharon. But he's really called Sharon. And Sharon. I, and I, I like him. He's my favourite. He's <laughs> he's really short. And like, he's obviously got a bit, a little bit of a complex about it. But he just, he can't hide his emotions in his face at all. He'll be, people will be trying to have a conversation with him. And he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that, that's. I been, definitely will watch that at some point. Yeah. It Again, it's just that kind of. I suppose you just—it's just kind of a bit of escapism at this point, but it's decent. I'd, it gets a recommendation from me. If you like Love Island, you'll like it. Okay. Um, I'll give it a go. In terms of songs, what is it? Songs and albums. I need to do now. Songs, albums, uh, podcasts. Remember, it's any of these things. Oh, <laughs> Literally, just I any do form one of, of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> you keep asking. It's like there's so many. <laughs> I'm hyperventilating. Yeah, because you threw like <laughs> 10 things at me and said, name one. Okay. All right. I'm calm now. Um, I'll just do, I'll do a quick song and then I'll mention an album that I've been listening to a lot and that so we can play something from that. You've done. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> okay. I didn't explain it. You've just ignored me. Okay. Well, Orlando Weeks. Formerly of the Maccabees. Yes. Um, he's just put out his second single from his new album, which is called Blood Sugar, which I really oh, yes. like. I think it's mm. um I think it's better than his first single was called Safe and Sound and it was alright, but it was very, I, very mellow. Yeah, I much prefer Blood Sugar. Yeah, but Blood Sugar I really like. Um and it's made me really excited for the new album, which 
I'm not so sure I was before that. No, I I wasn't really, to be honest. Um, um, and yeah, I'll just I'll wrap this little bit up quickly. Then the last thing I'm going to mention is um, obviously a, a bit. It's a classic album, but George Harrison's "All Things Must Pass." I've just been listening to <laughs> pretty much nonstop. Not just because obviously the um, the opening track. Sorry, not the opening track. The title is so fitting for now, but it's just. It's just a brilliant, brilliant piece of work. And I guess it just kind of captures the moment a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. And that's kind of things like the Sorry album, which I know I would love and I should be listening to a lot. I'm not listening to them because I am just listening to George Harrison quite a lot of the time. Um, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll play the song called What Is Life, which again is a thing, but that's kind of my favourite at the moment. So I'll play that now, Lovely. and we'll move on. that was George Harrison very nice indeed um, and while we were listening to that it just occurred to me that if we're going to talk about things that have been um, keeping me entertained this week it feels remiss um, to not bring up the One World Together at Home concert did you watch it? No actually um, somebody told me about it and then they mentioned a few artists and I thought eh, I can't be bothered yeah, I mean, it wasn't brilliant, and the BBC did a really bad job of broadcasting it. They kept doing these 
for some reason they'd got like presenters in to kind of go in between the performances and it was it was all over the place but there was a few kind of big highlights amongst the the acts um one being the rolling stones who all there was four of them in different locations um it basically kind of spliced together on a zoom call Mm. which was pretty good you had mick on like an acoustic um then two guitarists and then but the best thing about it was you had charlie watts the drummer who clearly wherever he's isolating he doesn't have a drum kit so (laughs) he was just there air drumming through the whole thing it was so weird but so good um so that was a big highlight then there was tom jones um standing there like a child being told to sing at assembly kind of with his arms perfectly to his side that way through (laughs) he just looked so awkward um and then my absolute i mean he's he's one of my favorite artists of all time anyway so i was always gonna love it but i didn't expect to find it one of the funniest things i've seen in a very very long time but um it was elton john's performance which i i feel like i just need you to watch right because i mean whether it's the fact that i'm relatively sure he's playing the wrong song on piano or whether it's the, <laughs> or whether it's the fact that like i don't know if he just like hadn't put his teeth in that day but <laughs> his singing is just weird okay he's singing i'm He's singing I'm still standing and um but he's singing like I'm still standing <laughs> <laughs> Alright I'm and into it, it. It was brilliant. I'm just sending you the link now. Lovely, lovely. Um Yeah, I need you to watch it. <laughs> but it really is brilliant. It started with a little um intro from Posh and Bex as well, which I've the link cuts Posh out, but Bex, watch that geez. later is too. This, did this happen in two thousand and Nice. <laughs> well, they're like our dear friend Elton. They're doing an intro for him. Right. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, he looks like he's playing in there. He's got a big basketball hoop behind him, clearly, as well. He's in his driveway on he a piano. He looks like he's in the Vivo Garden at Great Escape. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to turn this up a little bit so I can hear the, the lemonade in the way. Thank you for all your expertise. You've got to go all the way through to the uh, the final chorus is my favourite. Shall I skip to the final chorus? Great. No, I mean, listen to a bit of all of it. I will allow the listeners to listen in too. Yeah. You can never know what it's like. You blood like when it freezes just like ice. That the cold on the light that shines from you. You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mess you use. And get to think you will never win. Look at me, I'm a coming back again. Get a new boot. You need to all I tell Danny. You just fade away. You know, I'm still standing there and I ever did. The basketball thing. It's only for the balls away. I'm stuffed standing. 
and then skip to where about yeah maybe like 50 seconds from the end and something like that also his face to the camera when he's doing that bit yeah It's like he's doing, doing this little riff that he's never tried before, and as he's doing it, he's like, oh, I don't know if this yeah. is good. <laughs> <laughs> but was the piano right through any of it? Every chorus, I was thinking, that just sounds I mean, wrong. He's playing another song. Te Thank you. <laughs> um, technically, yes, it's, uh, it is correct. It's, it's like the kind of jazz version or something. It's, um, right. Well, it's not, but it's, uh, it's certainly kind of different. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> excellent. I definitely would have missed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and obvi obviously, you know, good on him. He, they, I'm sure they raised a ton of money. Oh yeah, God bless, God bless. I'm Elton, still standing but... as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just stay inside, Elton, because you're getting on a bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, on to I guess what we set up last week, right? Yep. Let's go for it. So we set this one up last week, and I think it's hopefully going to be a bit of a bit of a runner, yeah. bit of a long runner. Um, while people in isolation, they're obviously you know filling their time reading books they're always meant to read, etc., etc. We are going to be making our way through Rolling Stones' top 500 albums. Hopefully, lockdown doesn't go long enough for us to make it all the way through the full thing because if my calculations are to right that's 250 albums each that's five years in isolation oh God, I'm not sure we'd make Please it don't. I feel sick but <laughs> but we have started um, and we picked our first albums mm -hmm. yours was Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys mine was Eric B and Rakeem and since then, I've basically written up eight questions that we have to answer mm -hmm. for our reviews because the last thing we want to do is sit here and critique classic albums like somehow we have some divine knowledge <laughs> or, you know, what they really should have done on that was something yeah, right. else. It was that point when I'm like, I finished the album for the third time and I think... <laughs> I can't go and say to someone that, yeah, the eighth yeah. best album ever made, apparently, or the second, sorry, best album ever made. It was second, quite yeah. Good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got to have something. So, well done. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about our experiences with them, basically, rather than 
um, rather than whether they are objectively good or not. Because clearly, you know, that is above our pay grade. Yes. Um, so question number one, four, the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. Pet Sounds. Officially, according to Rolling Stone, the second best album of all time. Mm. Question number one is, did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I, I did. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was kind of what I expected. It was. Um, oh wait, 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 wait! <laughs> that, that's a future question. Oh, well, then, well, let's keep it short. Yes, I enjoyed it. I was happy with uh, my choice. Cool. Um, second question: How much of it do you think you were hearing for the very first time? Probably about half of it. Really? That's. I mean, that's a good percentage that you had heard. Generally hmm. speaking, if you think like most albums, maybe not the second best album ever, but most albums have got what like four, five like recognizable songs, and then seven or eight dross <laughs> album fillers. <laughs> not, not necessarily dross, <laughs> but you know, not the leads. Oh, yeah, I mean, so so half is decent. So maybe not half then. I mean, maybe one, two, three. Maybe five <laughs> out of okay. out of thirteen. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's about the ratio I would expect. Yeah. That's what I remember. Um, <laughs> nice. Third question: Did anything about it surprise you? Um, I don't know about surprise me, but one of the main takeaways is how instrumentally it was very full. It was very. Um, there were a lot of kind of orchestral elements that I maybe probably should have known about um, considering the tracks that I did know. But um, after doing a little bit of research after as well, it was it's quite clear that bringing in a lot of those elements was perhaps why it was so kind of renowned. It's because it was trying to do a lot of things that kind of hadn't really been done before. Yeah, there's that, um, I've forgotten what it's called, but that Beach Boys movie where you see like some scenes of them reco- in the recording studio and they've got these kind of full orchestras there um it does seem yeah it does seem like you know it's like it's, it's a proper a proper proper kind of process not just a band bashing out a oh few yeah tracks. definitely um so was there anything from it that you particularly liked uh hmm <laughs> You can tell this is the first time I've asked these questions have been teed up. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I I love the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a because good answer. Because it's uh, it's just so not. You know, this is considered in Rolling Stones' eyes the second best album of all time. The album cover is like maybe something that you get on. You know those like you go to like a garden center and they'd have like albums of music like random tunes like made by yeah like the farm music album this looks yeah. like one I mean, of those. It's a goat, isn't it? Is it goats they're feeding? Lots of goats, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it's weird. Like you say, when you're like rummaging through records in a secondhand shop, that is what you'll yeah. see. And if you didn't know think, it, oh my god, who are these guys? How are they musicians? You either would pick it up because it's so balmy. Yeah. Or, or farmy, you might say, um, or you would just completely <laughs> leave it because it looks Barney. weird. Like, I don't really like the colours either, but 
a lot of it to me yeah. is is uh, is doing it. It's doing it for me. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna go. E- I'm gonna go easy with the uh, with the album cover with something I like. <laughs> nice. Anything you really didn't like? Um, no, I don't think there was anything I didn't like about it. Um, it's <laughs> a good album. No, it is. Yeah, it, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it was boring. Because it, I just can't, I feel like I can't say that, but um, it was engaging, and yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? No, there was uh, nothing boring about it, or nothing I didn't like about it. But I'm going to go back to anything that surprised me, and I'm going to say that I heard some like instrumentation in there, and some some kind of some stuff that reminded me a bit of Eagle. And I find that really interesting really? because I know that Tyler takes a lot of kind of influence from people, and uh, it was it was kind of the way how um, there were these strings along with uh, instrumentation that maybe more of a, of a band, you know, drums and things like that. It's just a, a, a mix, quite a bit of a mix. But there were some particular parts that reminded me very much of that new album um, but let's move on to the next one <laughs> uh, next question is would you listen to it again? Uh, absolutely yeah yeah? good you, you don't really need to elaborate no. on that one just you would uh, next question is were Rolling Stone right are there really on- well R is the wrong word R. because <laughs> What is there really only one album ever made that is better than Pet Sounds? So I mean, I feel like I can't uh, answer this because I feel like you need to really know the history or or have lived in the time of this album coming out because people that maybe have been producing music from the sixties onwards may say yes because it completely changed what everyone was doing. Um, now I think we're in a position where we can kind of look back and and change up the list a bit because yeah it's about what we I, can take I, from it now. Yeah, I kind of agree with your point actually because I mean we'll come to the one that I've listened to this week, but it struck me that you know this this list was made a couple of years ago I think, mm. and part of kind of what has made them rank it in the order that they have is almost like you know reading into the what it felt like to hear that at the time or you know the cultural impact it had yeah. and that you know to me and obviously those things are really important and that is kind of you know the beauty of music but at the same time in some ways that's to um you know add more than is required to what is essentially just you know a piece of music you know does it sound good does it does it still sound good is it if I listen to it now, are there things that kind of get me excited? And, you know, regardless of whether it was kind of forward thinking in the 60s, how does it sound in 2020? Yeah, I mean, um, they're looking, we're looking at albums who, for a lot of the reason why they're, they're so well known is because of how they were, you know, the first people to do a certain thing the first people to take music to a place that it maybe wasn't yeah. the pioneers of certain areas and I don't think it's completely 
mad to say that there are going to be people since then and now and in the future who will build on that and create stuff yeah. that's better, you know. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, better, whatever that really means, I don't don't know. But um, there's certainly stuff I listen to that I think is just as good for yeah but i think when you listen when you listen to a beach boy song or, or something like that it's always in your mind about yeah. where when it, when it was made where it was made who it was made by kind of thing cuz you kind yeah. of leave those things in your head somewhere when you're listening to something you think yeah it does sound a little bit like this but it was made in this time and that's why i like it because it is already taking me back yeah. to this time i wasn't even there you feel nostalgic for something that you can't really um yeah but yeah was it number two i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) it's not gonna jump into number two of your list no uh right well final it's not really a question but final one is uh play as your favorite song from the record and tell us what it is i'm gonna go with god only knows god only knows yeah because it was just uh like i like wouldn't it be nice and you know there are, there are tunes on there that the ones I did remember that, I, that I'm a you know I'm yeah. a fan of but then when it finally got to this yeah. and it was so lush and it's just yeah. all the harmonies and things I mean they were absolutely so good at harmonies um, I mean it's one of the most beautiful songs of all yeah, time it's no, no, no argument whatsoever no, not at all um, yeah so I'm going to play God in your nose because it's just lovely I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. If you should ever leave me, well, life would still go on, believe me The world could show nothing to me So what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you
Cool. So that was uh, God Only Knows from the album Pet Sounds, the second best album of all time. Um, <laughs> next, we're going to go uh, to Tim and remind us again, what are you listening to? What have you listened to? I listened to Eric B and Rakim, Paid in Full, from 1987. Right. And I believe it was about... 227th on the list so I didn't quite start with stakes as high as you did I should have thought about that so number one did you (laughs) enjoy it I did yeah Um, I think I listened to it three times in full and then had a little shuffle through it this afternoon and yeah I'm officially a fan I thought it was really good lovely jubbly how much do you think you were hearing for the first time to be honest, almost all of it, if not absolutely all of it. Like there was a <laughs> there was a couple of songs which felt kind of vaguely familiar, like I might have heard them somewhere along the line, which I, realistically I probably had done. Um, you know, even if it's just through, you know, Spotify radio or whatever it is. But generally speaking, I didn't really know who Eric B and Rakeem were. I didn't know this record and <laughs> Yeah, but that was that was quite nice, yeah. you know. It was quite nice That's to. Right. It felt like a new album, yeah. in a way. Oh, definitely. Um, did anything surprise you about it? Surely everything did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it did. It did mainly surprise me. Obviously, um, I was kind of just going off the back of what Rolling Stone had written about it, which, to refresh minds was laid back, diamond sharp, old school titan Rakeem may still lead the race for best rapper ever. And this album is a big reason why. Paid in Full was one of the first hip hop records to fully embrace 70s funk samples on Stone Cold classics, such as I Know You Got Soul and the title track Paid in Full. So I was expecting quite like chilled sort of summertime vibe, you know, fun 80s hip hop, which... I'm really not already. I can already <laughs> hear it in my head. Um, which... <laughs> is that correct? I don't know. I mean, and there, there were some of those kind of tracks that I was I was expecting on there, but the first half of the album in particular, it, it feels really like industrial. It feels really kind of stripped back, quite minimal, um, not really like bouncy at all. Mm-hmm. And then there's some like, really bold moves on there for example like the second track which is called i think it's called eric b is on the cut or something like that but it's like it's just under four minutes long and it's basically just a break beat like with scratching on it like a tiny little vocal hook just like looped round, but like really really stripped back and like that's quite a bold move to put that as your second track on this album um so yeah, I was really surprised. It it felt quite like experimental, or what I imagine was probably experimental at the time. Um, again, I'm doing that thing of you know adding context, which I don't even know if it was there. But yeah, it it definitely surprised me, particularly the first half of the record. The second half, maybe not quite so much. Um, yeah, but definitely surprising. Okay, good. Generally, things are surprising when you don't know what to expect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, anything you particularly liked? Uh, I mean, I, I particularly liked loads of it. One of the one of the kind of things that felt particularly interesting 
was just like the subject matter on a lot of it, which, um, you know, we're all used to what kind of rappers these days talk about, you know, girls and fast cars and money a and cer- all that kind of stuff. Side of rap, rap yeah. But. No, it's a projection of a lifestyle, I guess. Um, what I thought was really interesting about this was loads and loads and loads of it. I mean, I wouldn't like to put a percentage on it, but I reckon more than half is is about rapping. Like, like they're just rapping about rapping and how good they are at rapping and how to rap and what it's like to rap and how like when you hear a beat, this is how you write a rap. And it's like, <laughs> I'm rapping. I'm but rapping. I liked Someone it. Someone was rapping. <laughs> I'm rapping. But you know, they, they kind of like, they really went into it and it was like the, you know, you hear loads of like the process about it. There's a song called move the crowd, which, um, it feels like almost like a concept piece. It like, it totally breaks the third wall. It's like just talking about, I heard this beat, and I wanted to turn it into a tune that moved the crowd. And now this is the song that moves the crowd. And it's like, <laughs> it was really weird, but I liked it. You know, it just, I suppose you kind of forget that at a certain point, because hip hop and rap has been just there in the popular culture all the way through our lives. And I know 87 obviously had been going for quite a long time then, but you forget that it was kind of a new art form at a certain mm-hmm. point. And people were just really excited to be rapping. Like, oh my God, yeah. doing hip hop. Like, how cool is that? Well, um, maybe like so you re- now there's a lot of people that kind of have, they feel like they have access to be creating their own music a lot these days. Yeah. Whereas then to to be on a record and releasing it maybe felt a lot more kind of uh, yeah. fulfilling or... Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they just seemed proper excited to be rapping. And <laughs> I really liked that. You know, it was quite endearing. Cool. Um, so, so is yeah. there anything you particularly didn't like about it? Yeah. S- scratching. There was so much scratching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 80s and like... Yeah, but like so much. Like a, an objectionable amount of scratching. up On some tracks in particular, it just felt like it was non-stop and... Again, I know it's kind of a sound of the moment. And again, you know, a bit like they're excited to be rapping. It's like, this is an exciting new part of hip hop that, you know, people are scratching records and, you know, making break beats and stuff like that. I get it. But to today's ears, it's just you like, also oh, don't, can you, can you just stop? You don't really like guitar solos. I think it's just anything that's solo for you or anything that's like, yeah. slightly takes you away from the tune itself. You're like, well, come on. Yeah. Um, so, would you listen to it again? I would, yeah. I definitely would. Um, and I think the more I listen to it, the more I'd really get into it. By the third listen, I was... You, you know that feeling where you're starting to kind of latch on to little bits? It's like, oh, this is going to come next. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you start to really grow into an album. Like I was starting to get to that point by the third listen. Um, so I definitely would. It's... Like I listened to it once while I was cooking and it felt like a proper good, like, you know, bounce around the kitchen kind of, kind of soundtrack. So yeah, absolutely. will listen to it again. Lovely. Um, were Rolling Stone correct to put it where they did? (laughs) I mean, given the fact that if I had to sit here and name 
227 albums yeah. of any quality in any level, I'd probably struggle. It's going to be quite difficult to say that it doesn't deserve its place as the 228th best album of all time. So I'll say, yeah, they hit it. <laughs> they hit the nail right on the head there. <laughs> no more, no less. Um, so yeah. would you like to uh, play us your favourite song, please? I would. I would very much like to, yeah. I'm going to go for As the Rhyme Goes On. Um, I de- like I said earlier, I definitely preferred the second half of this record to the first. And this one... I guess this is probably the closest to what I was expecting. It's like pretty chilled, but chilled, like nice flow, you know, laid back. Um, there's also this little um, kind of vocal sample, which is like, pump it up, home boy. And there's something about it that I could almost imagine it like distorted on like a kidsy ghost record mm. or something like that. Um, I really liked it. I really liked the track. And um, yeah, I really like the album. I think you should go and listen to it, Harry. I think you'll really like Lovely. it. I, I will. Lovely. Lovely. Um, so yeah, this is As the Rhyme Goes On by Eric B and Rakeem. Knowledge of beginning till I finish this song Cause the rhyme gets rougher as the rhyme goes on You sweat as you step about to get hype Or should you just listen to the man on the mic You're physically in this with me but how could you tell If it's meant to be hip hop if you're not mentally as well Ready to absorb the rhyme that I just poured into the mic So you're night and this won't be so bored If you just keep kicking listen to the mix and think You'll sink into the rhyme like quicksand holes and controls you Till I leave you fall deeper in the style It's hard to breathe. The only time I stop is when somebody drop and then bring them to the front cause my rhyme's the oxygen. Then wave your hand when you're ready I'll send you into your favorite dance but let the rhyme continue and so on and I'ma go on simultaneously even if I stop. The rhyme remains to be rising to the top and I came to drop it. Catch it and quiz it. It's my topic universal rule cause I move everybody to come by exercising your mind to coincide as one. Then look around and see how packed the party start to get. I draw a crowd like an architect. The five bowls react and all the aisles attract and every state can't wait. So they attack open spot on the floor. Squeeze in cause it's packed. It'll be more room if MCs play the back. I'm the R, the A to the K I am. If I wasn't then why would I say I am? The microphone fiend if I was a fake Whoever said it's just bugging off the rhymes I make I had to bite in your tongue from what I brung and recite Sung it on stage, some said it don't sound like the voice on the record I see what you mean because the system was whack So I had to scream So just give me your mic if it's loud, I'll blow it If not, into the crowd, I'll throw it Pull out McCullough's mic to entertain you well Before I let go, I'ma spark your brain cell I took time to write, tonight I will recite So poetically inclined when the mic is held tight Rhymes start flowing, kisses are blowing MCs are knowing that's why they're going Home to tell a friend when the party in Yo man, you know Rock Kim, that brother struck again Cause mic by mic and stage by stage Tape by tape and page by page When the crowd is moving, I compete with the mix the rougher the cuts, the rougher the rhyme gets. Deeper and deeper, I hope you understand it. 
I made it up myself and I planned it for other MCs who waste time writing jokes, riddles, and maybe a rhyme. I crossed my arms and I was waiting, but I was hating. The rappers on the microphone was fronting, just faking. They wasn't breaking, which means I was aching to get upon the microphone and then start taking control of the mic up tight when I grabbed it. So hug the speaker, your ears a magnet, attracted to a freestyle put in effect. You listen to the man while you're sipping my wet. So Eric, pick up the needle, yeah. put it in the middle. All right. Give me a scratch, turn my mic up a little. I want you to hear this perfectly clear. Catch what I'm saying? You get the idea. I hope your knowledge the beginning. Cause I'm finished this song. The rhyme gets rougher as the rhyme flows on. That was Eric B and Rakim, and now I believe we're going to pick our albums to listen to this week. Is that right, Harry? Oh God, we you just indeed. put really scary lighting on yourself. You're, like you're about you, to tell me a horror story. You claimed it was too dark, so I'm lighting, lighting <laughs> myself up for you. Um, yeah, so the album next week I'm going to go for is the 1992 classic by Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Big choice. Now, I, I had a little playthrough because I, because like you said, like, are you sure you haven't listened to that? Um, I played like three or four songs and I recognised them all. But there is no point, or there is no way that I have ever put on this album in full and listened to it. So there is a, probably a high chance I know a lot of the songs. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll find out. I think that's I've a just big seen choice. D's Nuts on there. I did nuts. not know that was a Dre thing. I thought that was the guy on the buddy. These, thing, these things go way back, mate. Internet thing. God, everything's stolen, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing that I certainly didn't know. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to know how much I know, how much I don't. But, yeah. I like that choice. Cool. And you're definitely going to like it. It's, it's in a... I'm sure I will. Um, what number's that at? Oh, I think it is. I do know actually. 138. God, that I would have imagined that would have been higher. Mm. Nice choice. Uh, and yourself? I'm gonna go for a band that it's a name I've seen and I've heard and I've made assumptions about who they are, but maybe this sounds bad. But I've genuinely got absolutely no idea. Mine is from 1970, and it is The Carpenters with Close yeah. to You. Do you know who The Close Carpenters are? You. Is that them? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's, this is at 175. But it's got a cheesy-ass album cover. Not, too, not that dissimilar to um, the Pet Sounds one. It's just like... It's just a man and his wife, by the look of it, just sort of sat on a beach having like a cheesy couple photo. And it says, uh, Carpenters Close to You above it. There you go. I mean, listen to Close to You by Frank Ocean. It's um, 
It's like an homage. It's got right. uh, the same melody. I didn't know that was them, although I, I, I should have, I should have guessed that from the title of the album. But it says, with their lush music and thoroughly wholesome image, Richard and oh, Richard and Karen Carpenter, they a married couple, epitomise early seventies mainstream. Years later, a soft rock became a hipster touchstone. The chaste elegance of ballads like Close to You and We've Only Just Begun influenced oh. many cooler, scruffier indie bands. I mean, I'm not, unlike yours, I'm not sure I'm going to like this. We've gone power but... opposites, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Gangster. I'm quite excited to give it a listen, yeah. you know? Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you say about it. I mean, hips to touchstone. Sounds right up my screen. Yeah, right. Sounds like it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. Nice one. Well, um, we've we've gone quite long this week, so I guess we should probably wrap it up. Yes. And um, is there anything you'd like to go out on? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm gonna. We didn't talk about it, and I guess we kind of touched on it last week, but really, really into the old uh, TikTok stuff now. <laughs> fell, fell, fell down that uh, rabbit trap, rabbit hole. Trap of rabbits and trap. <laughs> they fall down. Um, and I just keep like, I just can't stop watching it. But I'm gonna go with uh, a track that is also on the new Dua Lipa album because uh, it's, mm. it's just an absolute banger anyway. And the track's called "Don't Start Now," yeah. uh, and it's one of the ones on TikTok. So why not? Big tune. Cool. So let's uh, let's end on that, Tim. It's been lovely as always. It has indeed. So uh, I'll I'll see you next week. Yeah, until then. Until then. Stay safe, mate. Goodbye, you too. Did a full 180, crazy, thinking about the way I was. Did the heartbreak change me? Maybe, but look at where I ended up. I'm all good already, so moved on this. Show up.